welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. All right, well, good evening, and uh, welcome back to the continuation of our uh, uh, retreat. Um, uh, I'd like to uh, open this, uh, why don't we open with uh, the serenity prayer? Prayer, God, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Oh, good evening. Uh, my name's uh, Bill, and I am a recovered sexaholic. Um, uh, since our last uh, visit, we've had an opportunity to. Uh, write inventory and and share it with our uh, 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 sponsors and um, we're going to start a little bit uh, with just sh- uh, sharing a little bit about the uh, experience that we've uh, that we've had with uh, with this and then uh, uh, move forward with uh, with step six um, and um, I believe that uh, uh, John had something that he had shared earlier uh, about uh, realization. If you, I'm John. I'm a sexaholic. Hey, John. Um, yeah, I was sharing my fear inventory, and a lot of the fears, my fears, centered on being alone. And one of them was that uh, no one outside of the program will ever accept the real me. And it took really sharing that with my sponsor to realize, one, that there already are people outside the program who accept the real me, that the fear is not based on reality, but it's still a fear that I have. Mm -hmm. And that in finding what God would have me be, I first of all have to figure out how I'm already becoming the person that God would have me me be in now. And I I think this, uh, this, this fear which already has evidence to the contrary is a great example of of the idea that 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 um, all of our feelings are are based on certain beliefs or ideas and 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 i uh, I consider a belief or an idea to be nothing more than a thought that you hold in your mind over and over again and um and uh, uh, I've used an example along these lines that uh, uh, a lot of people have a uh, terrible fear of snakes. And the belief that drives that fear is that snakes are dangerous. And some, some snakes are dangerous and some snakes are not dangerous and are, are in fact, uh, uh, can be very useful. And... and uh, for, and, and just for an example, if, if someone were to toss a snake in the middle of this group, um, uh, if, it, if it starts rattling, 
I'm out of here. Okay. But having grown up on a farm, if I recognize that that's a black snake, and I, I know from, from growing up on a farm that black snakes, first of all, are fairly docile, they make good pets, and they also eat rodents, which I like rodents less than I like snakes. Uh, so, so I'm likely to say, well, uh, let, me, let, me, uh, let me put that snake uh, in, in the trunk of my car, and when I, when I get home, I can... Uh, uh, put him put him out in the tool shed uh, where any rats that come out to eat the flower bulbs and so forth will be his dinner. Uh, so because I have certain beliefs about a black snake compared to a rattlesnake, my 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 emotional reaction will be different. And what I what I've learned over the years is that a a great number of my fears are based on a belief that's just not true. Now, um, that doesn't mean that all of my fears are, are uh, uh, irrational or, or inappropriate. And in fact, I heard, heard uh, an old timer saying, you know, one of the worst things that can happen when you're being pursued by a grizzly bear is for you suddenly to have a uh, sense of, uh, of uh, well-being. <laughs> because because that is not that is not an appropriate uh, response uh, to the situation. So uh, so again, it's 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 important. First of all, as we as it suggests in the book, we look at the fears, we put them down on paper, we ask ourselves why we have them, uh, and then we and then we as we go through and 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 see how. What is our relationship with God, and what would God have us to be uh, uh, instead of uh, you know being paralyzed by this fear? And and then if I pray the prayer, God remove this fear and help me to be a loving, compassionate, considerate person. Then at once I commence to outgrow the fear that nobody's going to like me. Not because I'm asking God to change them, but because I'm asking God to help me be transformed into a person that others will like, even love. And um, and and if if you look back, it says first of all, it says at once, it, but it says at once we commence to outgrow the fear. It doesn't say at once the fear is removed. <laughs> And uh, and that has been my experience that 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 time and time again, I will be confronted uh, with with uh, with a fear, and find each time that it has less power, and and then uh, one day I'll be in the midst of a, a situation that would be a a terrific opportunity to engage in the uh, fear of financial insecurity. Or the fear of, uh, of of my marriage falling apart, or whatever. And what I realize is that that the fear is not based in reality. It's based in some old idea that I have about how my higher power provides for me, the kind of person I am, the kind of relationships that I have today. And uh, and that's been a um, that's that's been uh, a, a real revelation for me, and and it again it's the the work of the 
fourth and fifth step that's really uh, helped me be free in this. Okay, and you wanted to share uh, yeah. about childhood? Yeah, one of these, the, the George Sexaholic. Hey, George. One of my key learnings in, in this process was, um, you know, around my resentments was that you know, a key theme as I looked at various uh, uh, adults in my life was that, that uh, I had contributed to my own pain by carrying the uh, my view of being a child victim for for uh, well into 40 years. And it wasn't until I actually peeled you know, my resentments back to a level that I could ask myself the question, you know, what was was my uh, my mistake in all of that, that uh, it became very clear that uh, I was really complicit in, in, in uh, the state of mind that I was living in at that time. And uh, just seeing it on paper several different times in my list was uh, a pretty uh, astonishing awakening, a revelation for me. And, and uh, 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 it's really been helpful to have that perspective as you were saying before, because I now have a choice to give up that being a victim uh, and uh, look at it from the other side and, uh, you know, what would my higher power want me to be in that case as opposed to the, the view that I had taken on because of others' actions. So it was pretty, pretty powerful for me. And, and I appreciate what you shared. And, I, and, and just to be very explicit about this, uh, nothing that, 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 that George said uh, would indicate that that the behavior of the abuser is appropriate, or that he did anything that caused that caused the abuse, or that he somehow deserved the abuse. That's not the point. Uh, I I was also uh, 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 abused as a child, and and I I had the same struggle that George, George articulated just now. Uh, uh, for a number of years, uh, even even into recovery, and uh, <clears throat> and and I see I I when I was uh, uh, quote unquote looking for my part in it, which the book doesn't say we look for our parts. It says we look for our mistakes, and 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 uh, and it it took me a while to realize just what George said. My mistake was carrying this with me. And wearing my role as a victim, and making that a part of my identity, long after um, uh, both of my parents were dead, and and uh, you know it, it's it, it's just not nearly as much fun being uh, being the victim when your victimizer's been dead for ten years. You can't get anybody to play. So. Um, uh, there, the uh, and 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 that that brings me back to uh, to uh, page sixty six on the big book, where it talks about uh, looking at the key, and 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 uh, seeing that the world and its people really dominated us, um, and that the uh, wrongdoing of others, fancied real, had the power to actually kill, and. Uh, and, and how could we escape? And, it, and it, it offers a suggestion that we realize that the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. Though we did not like their symptoms and the way these disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were sick too. And I, I believe uh, when we were last together, 
we talked about recalling some of the the the, the most uh, terrible things we did and and reflecting on whether we would have done these things had we not been spiritually sick and and when I reflect on how my mother treated the children, would she have done that had she not been spiritually sick and the answer is is very clear that that no she certainly wouldn't um uh, no, no uh, spiritually uh, sound person would would behave that way towards a child. Um, and then, and then it 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 suggests that we ask God to help us show the same tolerance, pity, and patience we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. And there's a prayer there. Uh, this is a sick person. How may I be helpful? God save me from being angry. Thy will be done. And. Um, um, where, where this was really driven home to me about my mother uh, was was one day after I'd been in recovery for a number of years, I was visiting with my sister who is also uh, in recovery. And um, there's a picture of my uh, mother as a little girl, probably about three or four years old. Uh, she's uh, She's got the Shirley Temple curls. Some people won't know who Shirley Temple is, let alone what Shirley Temple curls look like. But, but, but it's available from Netflix. And um, also double feature next week at the Theater. Okay, see, so, so, uh, so, so look her up online. And uh, and and um, she's wearing this this little white cotton dress that comes down just below her knees, and uh, she's standing up um, uh, uh, next to a. Uh, uh, a clapboard building, um, and she's she's got her 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 back to the to the camera, and her head is bent over, uh, as as if she's looking at something in her hands, and um, and and I, I I mentioned this to my uh, to my sister, and she said, "Don't you know about this picture?" And I said, "Well, I know it's mom." She says, "Do you know?" how this picture came to be made and I said I said I'm I guess that that our grandparents made it and she said well the reason she did didn't you ever wonder why she's not looking at the camera and I said I never given any thought and uh, my my sister had, had a conversation with our mother about this and what happened when they were making that picture was that she had uh, had upset her her mother my grandmother and my grandmother said, I don't want to look at you. Just turn around. I don't even want to look at you anymore. And just as she turned around, the picture was snapped. Okay? So, see, now I understand the pain of that little girl. I mean, believe me, I understand the pain of that little girl. I, I know that experience. I know how that feels to be told that that that, that you're, you're just awful excuse for a child. And we're sorry that we got you in our family. And I understand what kind of spiritual sickness can come from that, because my spiritual sickness was 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 extremely harmful uh, to a, a lot of innocent people. And so I go back to the question that I posed several weeks ago: You get to choose mercy or justice, but whatever you choose is for everybody, because God's going to treat all of His kids alike. So if you're ready to face justice for the things you did, then it's justice for everybody and you can, you can be the one that brings it on.
But if you need mercy, like I need mercy, then you're going to have to start uh, showing that to, to the people around you. And the important thing is that you that that you got to sh- give mercy to people who don't deserve it. Because if you consider you did not do anything to deserve your recovery, you have done nothing to deserve mercy. That is the nature of mercy. I can never earn God's mercy, grace, or love. It, I get I get that. Just more. It's more about my higher power than it is about me. So once I make that decision, then then I become free. Uh, that uh, uh, that first of all, in this case, I, I don't have to live my life as a victim anymore. Uh, secondly, I don't have to try to make things even. Okay. In other words, I don't have to show other people the error of their ways and force them to admit it. And I can let go of my own shame, guilt, and remorse because I, I understand that I was uh, spiritually uh, uh, spiritually sick. And uh, just the, the, uh, uh, the, uh, on the previous page, talking about resentment where it says that uh, 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 from, from the, uh, uh, the uh, resentment uh, stems all sorts of uh, uh, spiritual disease and that I've been uh, spiritually uh, 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 sick as well as, uh, as mentally and physically. And that when the spiritual malady uh, is straightened out, is, is, is relieved, then I've straightened out uh, uh, mentally and physically. Now that seems, seems kind of, uh, kind of, kind of a, a, an unusual uh, approach but uh, but but that's the la- by the way that's the last bait and switch in the book, okay? I mean, think about it. First of all, we started off and we came in here uh, because we were sexaholics and we had problems with with our sexual behavior, right? And then early on, somebody told you that it's not the sexual behavior; it's lust. Okay. Then later on, we find out that lust is but a symptom. We have to get down to causes and conditions. We 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 talk about an allergy to lust and how once we start, we lose control because of the phenomenon of craving. Then somewhere a few pages later, it tells us that this would be pointless and academic if we never took the first drink. Therefore, our problem centers in our mind rather than our body. So they keep they keep changing it on us and and then finally and this really and truly this is the uh uh uh, this is this is the last last one and and that is that that um uh that that our that our spiritual malady when that is overcome we will straighten out mentally and physically and now remember early on as we were going through the book we were reading how um how uh in their stories uh uh, people, the, the the tellers of the stories were telling how they established their relationship with God. It didn't say anything about how they quit drinking. And then, of all the crazy things, over on the, the very first uh, page of Into Action, 
uh, it, it, it's, uh, it says, having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We're getting ready for the fifth step. It says, we've been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator and to discover the obstacles in our path. It doesn't say anything about not drinking, not lusting, not acting out. It's talking about uh, establishing a new relationship with our creator. And 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 one once more, I just want to want to offer that quote from page fifteen of the twelve and twelve. That 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 AA's twelve steps, which are essays twelve steps, are a group of principles, spiritual in nature, which if practiced as a way of life will expel the obsession and allow me to use to live happily and usefully whole. Once the see the the practice of of a, of a spiritual way of life expels the obsession. Freedom from lust is a byproduct of developing a spiritual way of life. Now, isn't that interesting? See, when I when I first got here, and 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 don't tell me I'm the only one. What I really wanted to do was was was. Uh, was find a way to, to, to stop having the horrific sexual escapades, but I wanted to, to be able to lust a little bit. I wanted, still wanted to be able to look at the pictures, okay? And then, and, and then some old SOB in Nashville told me that that probably wasn't going to work for, for a sexaholic of my type, that I was going to have to stop lusting altogether, which, boy, wasn't I thrilled to hear that. And then, like I say, then they moved the goalpost along a little further when they said that that the lust was just a symptom. I had to get down the causes and conditions, and then they had to tell me I had to. They tell me that that I'm going to have to 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 find this relationship with with a higher power or uh, die a bitter uh, sexaholic death. And uh, and and I tell you, I I I wanted some time to think that one over. So. So at any rate, that that gets us uh, that brings us up through uh, the uh, the the uh, the fifth step, and um, and and um, on page seventy five it ha- it tell it has the promises for the fifth step. Uh, we pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our Creator. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. The feeling that the lust problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we are on the broad highway walking hand in hand with the Spirit of the universe. And... um, and conversations before we started this session, uh, I heard uh, I heard people talking about how they can look the world in the eye. People had that experience. I'm seeing heads nod. If you ha, ha, is is anybody finding it easier to sit quietly in solitude and meditation? Got it. Got a couple of people raising hands and nodding heads. The, 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 that, that chatter of a thousand monkeys that used to go on in there? Is it, is it beginning to quiet down a little bit? Okay. 
and and is there and instead of that noise is there some is there some other presence that you're beginning to have some sensation and and for those who are are listening i want i want the record to show that people are 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 nodding their heads yes sir it's also physical um early on foot's tapping, you know, something's got to be moving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's much easier to sit still and just be. So from restless, irritable, and discontented, now you're at peace and ease. That's not bad. We're not halfway through here. This is step five, okay? <laughs> we got seven more to go. How good can it get? Um and 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 um, and 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 the 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 beliefs are beginning. See now, pay attention, okay? Because 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 what you're describing of being able to sit more more comfortably without being squirming all the time, the ability to sit quietly and not have the noise in your head, this is now part of your experience, okay? In other words, I can tell you that that would happen, but now it's happened to you. So now it's not what I've told you will happen. Now it's become part of your experience. Okay, I can tell you that 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 your your uh, uh, that your fears will start to fall from you, and that you will confront certain difficult people, and not be and not be driven by the fear. Now you may still have some 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 discomfort and 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 sensation of fear but you're not being driven by it anymore your your behavior is being determined by certain spiritual principles that's not that's not a promise now that's your experience don't let anybody talk you out of your experience and when you have it share it with others who are on the road because because it there's nothing like sitting in a room with a group of recovered individuals sharing an experience and having someone match that spiritual experience with one of their their own because what that will or what that does for me is it convinces me this is not a fluke that it's not something I've just imagined that that the experience that I am having is the anticipated natural result of taking certain actions and living in, a, in in accordance with certain principles, and 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 by paying attention to the results, in 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 my case for the last uh, fifteen years or so, it, there's there's no doubt uh, that that there has been a transformation, and um, and. And so again, this is is part of it that now it's not just a theory or a belief. Now it's an experience, and um, and and uh, again, uh, uh, our 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 people who are now doing prayer and meditation. Are you feeling that you're that when you're sitting there quietly in prayer and meditation that you're not really alone? Okay, so so this you know Bill uses the term. Uh, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe, uh, the hand in hand part took me a long time. But just the idea that 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 I am no longer alone, boy, that was a big deal. Okay. Um, uh, now uh, we have a place where where um, uh, where it talks about the reflection. Uh, going home for an hour, and that's on page 75. 
And then I'm going to turn over to uh, to 65, um, and it says, uh, where we look at step six, we have emphasized the willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to let... 76. What did I say? 76. I tell you what, this, this, this dyslexia is such a... Burden. Page seventy six. That would be the that would be the seven followed by a six. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things we have admitted are objectionable? Can He now take them every one? If we still cling to something we will not let go, we ask God to help us be willing. Uh, and that's all there is to step six in the big book. Um. Fortunately, after uh, a decade or so of experience in in working the steps and living them as a way of life, um, Bill wrote the, uh, the the twelve and twelve with some help from his friends. And uh, what I'd like to do, uh, and we're not going to go through this line by line, but I want to hit some highlights of of step six in the 12 and 12, and it starts on page 63. And, uh, and, and the first paragraph uh, suge- uh, starts with, this is the step that separates the men from the boys, uh, the, uh, or if you will, the children from the adults. So declares a well-loved clergyman who happens to be one of AA's greatest friends. That's probably Father Ed Dowling. Uh, he goes on to explain that any person capable of enough willingness and honesty to try repeatedly step six on all his faults without any reservations whatever has indeed come a long way spiritually and therefore is entitled to be called a person who is trying to grow in the image and likeness of his own creator. Um, that's, that's, that's pretty... Uh, pretty powerful stuff, but this idea of, uh, of trying repeatedly step six on all our faults without any reservations, whatever. And uh, we're going to flip the page and talk about uh, uh, some of our, uh, some of our, our other uh, uh, faults. Okay. Uh, and it talks about the, the idea, I'm on page 65, uh, that... Um, that since most of us are born with an abundance of natural desires, it isn't strange that we often let these far exceed their intended purpose. When they drive us blindly, or when we willfully demand that they supply us with more satisfactions or pleasures than are possible or do us, that is the point at which we depart from the degree of perfection that God wishes for us. That is the measure of our character defects, defects, or if you wish, our sins. And uh, that's that's pretty, uh, you know, to, to me that that sounds uh, tremendously like on page forty when we were reading about lust in the white book, and and uh, and, and it talks about uh, lust and attitude demanding that a natural instinct serve serve unnatural desires. Now, since uh, uh, the the author of the White Book started his recovery in in AA um, with um, with with a, a sponsor in 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 uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, it's not surprising that the White Book would uh, would would represent some of the things he learned out of the AA literature. 
So I'm uh, I'm going to uh, 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 one more. So step six, uh, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character, is AA's way of stating the best possible attitude that one can take in order to begin to order to make a beginning on this lifetime job lifetime okay um and and uh and and it uh it talks about the idea of entirely ready um how and again bottom 65 how many of have this degree of readiness in the absolute sense practically nobody has it and and um and then it goes on in, on page 66 to talk about some of us will discover to our dismay that there's always a sticking point, a point at which we say, no, I can't give this up yet. And we shall often tread on even more dangerous ground when we cry, this I will never give up. And, um, and, and then let's, let's look at, at, uh, at some of these down at the bottom of 66 when it says, what we must recognize now is that we exult in some of our defects. We really love them. Who, for example, doesn't like to feel a little superior to the next fellow or even a lot superior? Anybody that uh, has gotten completely over the, uh, the, the, the joys of smug superiority? Okay. And, and, and isn't it true we like to let greed mask? masquerade as ambition the very next sentence nails us to think of liking lust seems seems impossible but how many men and women speak love with their lips and believe what they say so they can hide lust in a dark corner of their minds and even while staying within conventional bounds many people have to admit that their imaginary sex excursions are apt to be all dressed up as dreams of romance um Somebody, somebody who wrote this book knew something about us. <laughs> okay. Self-righteous anger can also be very enjoyable, and and that's something that I've been struggling with over the last few months uh, as I prepare to leave leave a job and and move to another one, and and not not be not have this smug superiority. Towards towards the, pe- the 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 people that I think are doing a poor job where I work, or not having a sense of self righteous anger that if that if if they had only done what they should have done, we would have never gotten to this point in the first place. Okay, and and uh, and the point is, and and this is what I want to make clear. Now, if you had if you had suggested to me fifteen years ago that I would have ever had a problem. With, with with these feelings, I would have said you're crazy, okay? Because because if you consider the shambles I'd made of my life, these little defects of character weren't cre- weren't creating the catastrophes, okay? They may have been upsetting a few people and 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 twisting a few relationships, but they weren't the cause of the catastrophe that I was that I was facing at that time, okay? Now fast forward 15 years, I've got a I've got a, a rich full life. I'm surrounded by loving, supportive friends. Uh, I'm 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 married to a wonderful woman. I mean, I can just go on with all these these wonderful things. And now I find that at the end of the day, when when I am mentally um, 
you know, chastising uh, these 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 incompetent, evil people uh, that that have messed up this, you know, my my workplace. That 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 the first of all, how, how you know? Imagine this. Walk, imagine somebody walking up to you and saying, "Look, I really like you, and I want to hang out with you, but I got to tell you something. I hate your kids." All right. Now, how am I going to have a relationship with God when 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 I am holding some of His kids in that kind of contempt? Okay. And 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 today, when you start, when you, when you start getting in the way of my relationship with my higher power, I know something's missing. Okay. And 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 the best way I can put it was, I didn't I didn't know I'd been missing alcohol all my life until I had my first drink. Okay? I had no idea how important lust was until I found out what it could do for me. Okay? Now, the what the consequences of what it did to me are what dread drove me into recovery. And 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 today, and I hate I hate to, to compare my relationship with God with something like this, but what I'm saying is that that having having found something that 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 really and truly brings the sense of ease and comfort that 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 alcohol and lust and drugs used to bring and doesn't turn my life to crap but rather builds it up and now I am the one that's getting in the way of that that relationship I'm just not comfortable sitting in that okay you know even it probably even 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 12 years ago I would have, I would have, I would have blamed them for my problems. Uh, but, but uh, within the last year, uh, last couple of years, I remember once walking into Rick's house and saying, "Okay, we got some work to do." He said, "What's the problem?" I said, "Well, the problem is that you have taken all the fun out of self pity and victimhood." So since it was since it was since it was his fault and it was a problem he created, I demanded that he help me solve it. And damned if the son of a bitch didn't. <laughs> okay. And then it talks about some of these some of these uh, some of these uh, other other problems. Okay. Now. <clears throat> Uh, at the bottom of 67, some people, of course, uh, uh, may conclude that they are indeed ready to have all their defects taken, but even these people, if they construct a list of milder defects, uh, will, will be obliged to admit they prefer to hang on to some of them. It seems plain that few of us can quickly or easily become readily, ready to aim at spiritual and moral perfection. We want to settle for only as much perfection as will get us by in life, according, of course, to our various and sundry ideas of what will get us by. So the difference between the boys and the men is the difference between striving for self-determined objective and the perfect objective, which is of God. Many will ask at once, how can we accept the entire implication of step six? Why, that is perfection. This sounds like a hard question 
basically speaking, but it isn't. Only in step one uh, can be practiced with absolute perfection. The remaining 11 steps state perfect ideals. They are goals towards which we look and measuring sticks by which we estimate our progress. Seen in this light, step six is still difficult, but not impossible. The only urgent thing is that we make a beginning and keep trying. Now that's the implication of step six. If you've done a, a, a good thorough inventory and if you've had a conversation with your sponsor, you seem you have seen some of your more glaring shortcomings, character defects, mistakes, whatever you want to call it. And you've seen how this damages the quality of your life and your relationship with the people in it. And and I will I will I, this is a personal note. See, I today I actually measure the quality of my life by the quality of my relationships with the people in my life. Because because I've had I've had less money than I have now and I've had more money than I've had now. I've had more money and been suicidal. Okay? Um uh and I, I and so 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 uh, the 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 idea of how do I choose to measure? It just seems to me that if I look at how is my relationship with my higher power, and my relationship with myself, and my relationship with other people, if those if those three areas are are working well, then 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 most everything else is going to be really okay. So we've, we've made this, this inventory, we've discussed it, we've seen the, the, the problems. So, so in one step, what step six is, is asking is uh, for us to come ready for, for God to help us um, uh, give up or be free of these, uh, of these damaging um, uh, character defects. I'm going to skip back um, uh, to, to step four in here, and uh, it's, this is on page 50, and it, and it, and it states sim- simply that by now the newcomer has probably arrived at the following conclusions, that his character defects representing instincts gone astray have been the primary cause of his drinking, lusting, and his failure at life, and that unless he is now willing to work hard at the elimination of the worst of these defects, both sobriety and peace of mind will still elude him. So, <clears throat> the, 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 the idea here of the elimination, which, which, which we know we can't do on our own power, the reflection is, are we willing to have God remove these defects? Um, and, and again, remember when we were together last time, I talked about the idea of a, of a compass... It says, it says our, our, our character defects or instincts gone astray. In other words, they're just not quite aimed at, at the mark that God intended. Okay? And, and remember I talked about a compass that's no longer true and how, how, how it, you know, they can be brought back to true and, and, and then they, they, they can actually be used for, for navigation again. Um, because if, if you're following a compass that's just, 
three degrees off of true, three degrees out of 360 degrees, you know, uh, that's that's not even a one percent error. But if you follow that compass uh, from New York to to uh, San Diego, you could very well end up landing in uh, Mexico in the middle of a drug operation. Um, you know, so 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 you know, just a little bit of uh, of a stray at the beginning. You follow it for for ten or fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty years, and you end up at a place that you never intended to be. So the question is, are you ready to have God bring your instincts back to the to the purpose for which they were intended? Put another way, do you believe that 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 God's plan for for your life is better than the mess you've made of it the way you've been living up until now? Let me let me be a little more harsh even even still. Is there any way he could <laughs> screw it up any worse than what you've managed to do thus far? So what have you got to lose? So, so the question is, um, um, uh, uh, can, can, can he take our defects? Uh, uh, can God remove from us all the things we, we have admitted are objectionable? Okay. Uh, this is a simple yes or no question. Yes. 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 Okay, we have uni- yes. We have unanimity here. So, we are now ready and we say something like this and depending on how you prefer to pray, uh sitting, standing, kneeling makes no difference to me because we're going to do the seventh step. And it's on the prayer is on page 76 of the the book. And, and now that we're ready, we say something like this. My Creator, I am now willing that You should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that You now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to You and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do Your bidding. Amen. We have now completed step seven. Wow. Now we're over halfway done. Okay. Uh, I do want to offer uh, a, a, a comment here that, that it is, this, is not, this is not unique to, uh, or this is not original to me. It's not close to unique to me. And, I've heard, and, and since I've heard it from enough different people, um, I, I want to point it out. This is, does not imply that, that, uh, that, that uh, remove the defects which stand in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. That is not an excuse to go around acting like an asshole and say, "Well, God must must uh, have a use for this because uh, because He hadn't removed this defect." Um, God, God's not not God's not going to remove anything that you're not willing to let go. It's just as soon as you're willing to let go, God will remove it. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. I have not found anybody with long-term sobriety who argues who who disagrees with that. Like I say, this is not my proposition that I thought up on my own and put forward. I heard uh, a man who's been sober twice as long as I have um, 
make this this comment some years ago, and uh, and and I've asked a number of other other uh, uh, recovered people with with you know substantial uh, recovery about their their experience with this, and I just haven't heard anybody say, "Oh no, God God wants some of some of us going around being jerks and and abusing his other kids because somehow it's useful to him." Uh-uh, that's not it. So, so if you think that's your loophole, I hope I just closed that one for you. Okay. Um, uh, now we need more action without which we find that faith without works is dead. And we're going to look at steps eight and nine. And, um, and, and, um, uh, I, I certainly, uh, would, would very much like uh, to, to take a break right now, and I also want to uh, uh, do a group conscience, uh, and we'll figure out how, when we want to get back. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.